0: fearlessly. All right, you guys. Well, this week, um, Adam and I are doing another recap, but this time we're doing it a little differently because Adam is traveling back from the conference he was recently at, and we are doing this over the phone remotely in an airport. So, hey, Adam, you still there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm in an airport, um, Baltimore's airport, and um, I'm ready. Like, This is just a good time to talk because I'm feeling very motivated and I just left a conference where I'm feeling very professionally sound and I think that's why this is a really good time to talk.
0: Yeah, because the whole topic is we're playing this month with following your passions, trusting your intuition, trusting your gut, surrendering to what's going on around you. Brandon kicked us off. Well, we kicked this off with freedom, right? The freedom to this month, we kicked off freedom with like the feeling free to really pursue yourself authentically and honestly and, and trusting that the universe sort of has your back and that it's gonna all figure itself out. And Brandon kicked us off by sharing with us his experience of dropping you know, everything he studied to pursue something else, right? He got these three job offers, he decided not to take them and he's now out in the world looking for something else and he's not even sure what that is yet but all he knew was that it wasn't feeling good to follow this this path this path right. of education and rather than put himself you know put himself down a rabbit hole right like start something that he knew he didn't want to do he's taking this big giant risk and rejected three job offers and is just going to go out and see what happens and by the way mm-hmm. Adam he was here yesterday before a job interview.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I've been talking with him through a couple of his job interviews that he's had. Um, and I noticed like with him, and I get this, he doesn't even really like people knowing because he doesn't want to be asked about him all the time because he's, you know, he, there is fear there, right? And so he's not ignoring the fact that he's scared. Um, he's not ignoring the fact that like the decision he made made isn't like something that would induce fear and be a little scary but it's it's a different kind of fear which is what we've talked about it's not this like intense like um fear that that would overtake you it's more of like this excited fear like what's to come and and that's what i'm really excited to see in it
0: yeah one of the things that i like to talk about is there's two there's different kinds of fear like you just pointed out um So if you're listening in, I want you to listen in really closely because this is important. We all believe we make fear bad or wrong. And there's something that we call intelligent fear or fear with wisdom. And then um, there's another fear that is unconscious fear. It's sort of made up fear. It's not real. So our job is to learn to start to identify the difference between Um, are unconscious or unreal fears, fears that aren't justified versus a fear that is that makes sense, right? There's like this um, excitement that you have, the fear of the unknown. Like what am I stepping into? Like Brandon, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I'm afraid, but it feels good. I'm going to follow this fear because it feels good versus the feel bad fear that doesn't feel good.
1: Yeah, so. no, but, but it's your body, though, too, right. So like, the difference in fears and the way to differentiate which one is which is your body knows the answer. So earlier, when you were talking about the universe has your back, and you know, go towards what feels right, like, that's really what this is all about. It's like what it's it can be, it can be as simple as what feels right, what feels best, what feels easiest. And then moving that way, like taking your brain out of it and just listening to does this feel right? Does this feel good? Does this feel best? And then in that
0: direction. Right. And it could still feel scary. Like yes, and right. Brandon's it feels right for him not to follow the educational path. It feels right for him. And that's scary. So there's like Both and, but what most of us do is we're too scared to feel that fear. So we don't do it. We don't do the thing he's Mm -hmm. doing, which Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, we're we're too, we're addicted to being comfortable. We're, we're totally addicted to being comfortable. We are, we're addicted to feeling safe,
1: even though it's an illusion. Yeah. And so I just, I just came off this con conference, um, where, you know, I've been having this thought for a year now or a year and a half, and um, we've talked a little bit about how I've had freedom around my career, and I've had freedom around what my future would look like professionally. I've never really had an attachment to anything, um, and things just keep coming completely up for me. unique, Adam. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I do realize that that's unique. Um, it just, that's the one thing that comes it just comes easy to me and natural to me, you know? Um, So yeah, thank you. I I recognize that that's unique. And so, I don't know, I'm going to these conferences and I'm sitting there listening to keynotes and keynote speakers. And I'm like, I wanna do that. Like, even if like, I showed up at this conference today and their keynote canceled and they needed someone to keynote, I feel like if they put me in front on the stage with 10 minutes notice, I could keynote an hour about something. And yeah. <laughs> and so like that, like, I just feel like that I could just ease it. So I'm like, Oh my God, if she got sick right now, I could like go up there and grab the mic and, and keep the message going and, and deliver some sort. Like I, I feel just this connection to an audience and an, and an understanding of people in a broad sense. And so I don't know, that just feels good to me. It keeps coming up for me. And so what I've been doing is I've been presenting at any conference I possibly can, whether it's for 10 people, 50 people, three people, 70 people, a hundred people. Like I've just been presenting over the last couple of years and fine tuning my presentation, fine tuning it. And then today I presented at, at my national conference um, for like 55 people in a session. And like, it just, it's now this, this pr- presentation I've put together, like it now feels as good as it ever has. And mm-hmm. I did so well. And so, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm noticing I'm just on the right track towards being a keynote. Like right after the keynote finished on Thursday, the speaker, I emailed her, told her, I want to be a keynote. I'm not like interested in, the, I'm interested in the message you gave, but I'm more interested in how did you go from A to B? How did you become a keynote? So now I'm making every, I'm in the process of making every decision professionally towards that place for me, like a personal professional Thing. So like, I'm going to go towards keynote speaking. I'm going to talk to keynote speakers. I'm going to research keynote speakers. I'm going to ask them and I'm going to say yes to every single time I can possibly present for free, for not, not for free, for money, like whatever it's for, I'm going to go do that.
0: Yeah. So could you have guessed five years ago that you wanted to be a keynote speaker about a particular, what's the topic?
1: Because uh, Vulnerability and, and how I want to keep, so that's, a, that's also a good question. I want to I also, I don't, I not only want to just be a keynote speaker, I want to be a keynote speaker in front of a thousand superintendents.
0: So you want to speak to a specific kind of audience.
1: That's my ideal. But then eventually when that happens, I want to start keynoting to many audiences. But But for now, but for
0: for now. now,
1: for now, I want to talk. I want like for me, for this next goal, once I get on stage in front of a bunch of superintendents, that's the, that's the point that I'll be like, okay, cool. That felt really good. I have reached what I set out to do.
0: Yeah, I think and, it's and- so interesting because what a like s- five years ago, I never would have imagined you a working in education in the in the way that you are working in PR, and and then wanting to speak to this audience about this particular topic. And but the, back to the our our last recap where you talked about you just kind of kept following your flow, like what feels good now, what feels good now you're not in your head trying to figure out what the right next thing to do is. You're totally just in your embodied experience about like, what feels good. Oh yeah, this feels good. I'll go this way. This feels good. I'll go this way. Cause could you have imagined yourself five years ago doing this?
1: No, no. Like think about it. I, I, I am two hours outside my presentation and I feel great. So I want to go feel great again. And yeah. it's as simple as that. So I'm going to just it, like, I just want to feel great again. I feel great right now and I'm going to fly home and I'm going to have a good night. And like tomorrow I'm not going to still feel that like thing that I'm feeling right now, but it's still going to be in there. And I want to reignite this every couple months or weeks or whenever I can. And so I, it's, it is, it's simple. I feel great after I just spoke and, and the message I want to talk about um, is vulnerability in schools and vulnerability in communication in schools and really just that's the way to create the connection that we need to create public schools need to create with their community that's awesome and and that's if i speak that to superintendents and people leave just kind of like with one more like with with that itch in their head like about vulnerability and what vulnerability really is because We've talked a lot about it on this podcast and how, um, you know, people have to, they can change their view on what they think vulnerability is. And, um, you know, yes, you could be hurt, but you also joy and connection. And so if you're vulnerable, you open yourself up to all things. And um,
0: And you have to be willing to, you know, risk it all. But yes, you have to But that. But that's the only way you're going to get it all.
1: Yes, that's, that's it. That's the only way. Yes, you can't pick and choose. It's not an all you can eat buffet. Like, I'll take some vulnerability over here. And I won't take vulnerability over here. Like, you can't take vulnerability only when you know you're getting joy and connection, because that doesn't exist in its purest form. The vulnerability, like vulnerability doesn't exist in its purest form. If you're, if you're picking and choosing when you want it and how you want to receive it back. You can't do that. It's a leap of faith. And, and so anyways, yeah, I'm like really jazzed. And I'm talking a million miles a minute right now because there's no, there's never been a box, a container or any walls around like where I want to go professionally. I, all. The only thing that I have said to myself since I was like a little kid is I want to make sure that it doesn't feel like I'm in prison. I want to make sure like that's where it starts. That's Rita. such a negative way to look at it. Yeah, I want to make sure that my career doesn't define, like, my life. I want it to be a part of what's building my life up. And so I just, I knew early on, like, I didn't want to, like, just have it be a means to an end. I wanted it just to be a means.
0: That's what we're talking about. That's what this whole month is about. This is about freedom. Freedom to pursue what feels good, what lights you up to do what you want to do in the world. And, by the way, when you do what you want to do, you light other people up. You inspire other people to do what they want to do. And so you're like, you're aligning yourself to do what is right and aligned and perfect for you. And trusting that when you do that, you're going to find the right people. You're going to find the right conditions. um, You're going to find the right opportunities to allow you to do that.
1: Yeah. It'll, 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 it'll support me the way it needs to. Yeah, well,
0: If you try, if you keep trusting it, like I want to, I want to, jump in for a minute and just talk. I had um, a couple of good experiences this week. And you know that I just wrote that children's book a few months ago. I didn't just write it, but I just published the children's book a few months ago.
1: Yeah, it's really cool.
0: Yeah. And that was a similar thing for me, that book, which I had like five years ago, there's no way I would have said I'm I'm a children's book author, or I even wanted to write a children's book. And it just kind of happened and I just kind of fouled it. And then I had all this resistance because I didn't mm-hmm. know why I would write a children's book or what I would do with it or why I would spend <laughs> my time and energy on it. Right. Like I'm, yeah, my mind was getting in the way. Like my college students don't want to read a children's book. You know, my audience, this isn't for my audience, but anyway, I wrote it and then i i there was something in me that kept saying, just do it, just do it, just do it. And I did it. And it has opened up, So many doors and presented me with so many opportunities and put me in places that I wouldn't have imagined being that are absolutely aligned with what I want to do.
1: Oh my God, like, yeah. Oh, man. Like, okay, I'm sorry, sorry. So, what's coming up for me right now is like, (laughs) people tell me a lot, and like, what you see a lot is like, oh, you want to be a keynote? That's cool. You have to write a book. Yeah. You know? And, and, I'm kind of, I don't, I have no interest in doing that. I'm I'm not, I'm not going to write a book. I like, like, I don't like that that's a contingency on like becoming like a really popular, well sought after keynote speaker.
0: That's a formula.
1: That's a formula. That's one formula, but it's not like my formula. Like I might talk to keynotes and I'm like, well, you know, I wrote a book, got it published and then, you know, got some pub that way. And then it's like, it validates the person up on stage. That's kind of the way I look at it. I wrote a book. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. You know what I mean? Because I, I know enough about it or I, I'm passionate enough about it to actually write a book on it. And it's like, I don't really want to write a book. I, and so you, and you had this urge to like, you had this like thing in you that just said write a children's book just because. I didn't though.
0: I didn't even, that wasn't even how it happened for me. Do you remember the story? Oh, like,
1: no, then I miss, no. Okay. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I taught in a classroom and then I went back, at, you know, usually after I'm finished teaching, I write the parents a little letter saying, here's what we did in class today. Mm. And as I was writing that, like my pen literally started writing diagonally across the page. And I finished and I'm like, what is that? And I read it and I'm like, huh, I, I think that's a children's book. <laughs> like, like.
1: Oh. I
0: was just following my pen. I was just following my Uh dropped and that's how the book happened and then i (laughs) what what happened after that was i was like well i'm not a children's book author and i don't want to be so i'm not going to do this thing but so i kept resisting it and then finally this like this thing inside me kept saying just do the book just do the book just do the book so just like you i heard you say at the beginning of this call you like you sit in these keynotes and you hear this voice saying be a keynote do I want to do this. I want to do this.
1: Just grab the mic. Just grab the mic.
0: Just grab the mic. And you're not resisting it. You're just following that without thinking, oh, I can't because I have to write a book because that's the formula or I have to have more experience. What I heard you say is you just jumped right in. You're like, well, I'm going to say yes to everything. I'm going to email this woman and ask her how she did it. I am just going to go in and create it fearlessly. I'm not going to let fear the fear of any beliefs that I should or shouldn't, or I have to do it in a specific way, get this in the way, way
1: yeah, right. of what
0: I want to do. This is just what I want to do. And I'm not doing it because I think I should, or because I think it's something someone else wants me to do, or because it's going to make me the kind of money I think I want to make. I'm doing it because it's an organic, authentic expression of how I want to be in the world.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. That's exactly how, that's exactly how I feel. Yes. And as you're like, as you're talking, I'm getting emails and tweets from people that were at my presentation. Seriously? And read one. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll read one.
0: Affirmation read. from the universe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do like a good affirmation. Um, all right, one of my colleagues. Um, wow. Okay, so I talked a little bit about my, my issues with, with food and control. And um, I don't feel like I should read this email, but this email basically comes from someone that was um, that heard my, my issues with food and control. I talk a little bit about, I, I become vulnerable about my issues with food in my presentation. And um, this email that I just got just said, um, I hear you, I understand you. And I've experienced some of that as well.
0: Yeah. So they related to you.
1: Like one more story I will tell about this past trip is like, I've been telling all my colleagues I want to be a keynote. I want to be a keynote. And they keep going, you will be, I totally think you will be. And what happens is people want to be a part of that journey. Yeah. And so I've been telling people, just telling, just speaking it out, just, just anyone that'll listen. I've just like been speaking it to the universe and speaking it to people. And then what happened is um, there's this thing called, I didn't know about it before this trip, but there's this thing called the Moth Public Radio Hour or the Moth Podcast or something. And it's, it's, it's this podcast that Goes around the country, and goes to restaurants or public places, sets up a whole thing where they set up a stage and it's like an open mic for people just to tell a five-minute story and then they publish them, they compile them and publish them. So this um, this past week, my colleagues were like, "Hey, come with me to this thing," and I was like, "All right, well maybe I'm going to the gym," and you know I'm like doing that stuff and then I like went to the gym and then he's like, "Hey, we're leaving, come on," and I was like all right, I guess I have nothing to do. And I like got in the car and I'm like, where are we going? Like, that was I like, where are we going? And he's like, you, this thing called the Moth, it's about stories, you'll like it. And then we get there and we go upstairs to the restaurant and we like buy tickets. And I'm like, wait, where are we? What are we doing? And he's like, oh, you're going to sign up to uh, tell a story. And I was like, what do you mean sign up to tell a story? And he's like, dude, just sign up. He's like, go up to that thing, fill, fill this card out and, and tell a story. And it was themed about um, backfiring. We had to tell a backfire story. And I was like, dude, I don't I don't know if I have a story about backfiring. He's like, just tell your story and, and adapt it to backfiring. And I was like, okay. And there's like 200 people in this restaurant. And so I went up, signed my name, and put it in the hat, thinking 10 people speak. There's like 40 people that put their name in the hat, right? And I also got it in late. So they had to put my name in after intermission. So there's only five speakers left. And I watched five people speak. And I'm like, okay. And then the sixth person Right after intermission, they pulled my name, and so I had to. I been I had to get up on stage in front of 200 people and just tell a story that I've never rehearsed, or like people were rehearsing theirs. Like they were professional storytellers, and I just got up on stage and I just spoke from like what was true for me, mm-hmm. and I told them about my journey through my exercise and food um, relationship, my relationship with food and exercise through. When I was a kid, I don't know if people know on this podcast, but when I, was a, when I was like 11 and 12, I used to like zero out my calories. I would eat enough so that I would exercise enough to end the day on zero amount of calories in my body. Like I would treat myself like a car. And so I talked about that and I talked about why I did that and my journey through that and then how it's backfiring right now because control is something that I made up in my mind when I was 11 or 12 and now I'm 32 years old. Relying heavily on this way of control, and it's getting in the way of me diving headfirst and fully, fully, fully committing to a lot of things, including a girl that I really love that I've been in a relationship with, with for eight years. And mm-hmm. it creates boundaries in that way. And so I just told that story, and it was four minutes and 45 seconds, just perfect. And then I walked off the stage, and after that, like so good it felt so good and it was like my colleagues being like dude you want a keynote cool go go talk you know like, i
0: love that the universe like first of all put you where you were like because because you you weren't home you weren't in chicago You you don't travel very much to begin with so
1: not for work right so right. you're out of
0: town you're on this work trip they're telling you they know about this this all happens to be perfectly aligned in this now moment for you, for Adam, your name gets pulled. Like none of this is an accident.
1: No, and I kept speaking it into existence.
0: Yeah, and I want you I kept... to stop saying, I want to be a keynote speaker, and I want you to start saying, I am a keynote speaker.
1: Who hasn't keynote spoke?
0: No, don't say it, <laughs> don't, 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 you just did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I am okay. a keynote speaker. Yeah, I'm, I am a keynote speaker and like after that speak like after that story like three or four people came up to me in the audience and were like you know I think that was really really brave of you to do and I'm and I'm really like thanks for doing that I'm dealing with that right now with my partner and I'm dealing with that right now with myself and it's getting in the way of my connection with my partner like I I had like three or four people come up to me and say that and so I don't know and then like today I had my presentation and it went really well and I'm getting a lot of valuable like Feedback and connection with people. It just—it's nice when I speak from the place of like actually where I'm at, and people receive it that way. I don't know. It's—it's what I want to do. And you're right. I am okay. It's—it's what I am. (laughs) Keynote speaker.
0: It's who I am and what I'm doing. Yeah. It's what I do. Okay. I think this was awesome. um, I—I love this because this demonstrates freedom in a way that. Um, in, no, in a way, no, you can't in any other way. Like, this is what freedom is, the freedom to follow your bliss, follow your joy, follow what you love to do and trust that the rest will take care of itself. You don't have to worry about, you know, how will I pay the bills? Like, yes, you do have to think about that and consider that, but trust that if you follow what you're really good at, what you love to do, that, that everything will come back to you in perfect time.
1: Yeah, I'm and starting to support you I'm noticing that it's funny how like I've been doing this around my career my whole life and I didn't really notice because people constantly tell you well you work really hard. So of course you're getting where you are. And um, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like I'm, it never felt like I was working really hard. It just felt like I was working very easy. I don't know it just it, you go towards what feels best. And if you keep yeah. going back to that. Yeah. I don't know. This is freedom. It is freedom in my career. And it feels good to be free in my career. It feels and really good.
0: And it doesn't mean you don't work hard. It it, <laughs> it it means that the work isn't hard.
1: Yeah. Right. It doesn't feel hard. It doesn't like, feel hard. Yeah. Like yeah, I, no, I work hard, really but
0: it like there's tons of joy. I love what I do. It's a lot of hard work, but all yeah, the work is yeah. fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I do think like,
0: this is what, this is what we're talking about this month. We're talking about feeling free and that freedom comes from within and that, you know, Brandon's showing us what it means to be free. We're going to, we have an interview coming up with Sky who's um, exploring freedom in her way, you exploring it in another way. Like everyone, um, you know, what I, what I, one of the things I loved that you said was, um, yeah, lots of people use, write a book to then become a keynote speaker it's just not my way and Mm -hmm. there's not this prescriptive formula for creating yourself as successful and happy that that formula the freedom lies with finding the formula that's right for you
1: that's very true that's 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 very very true even if it's a job that you think it's a plug-in like get this degree, get this, this, like you can make even those jobs that you think are very formulaic, very personal and yep. very you.
0: Make it all about all right,
1: well, you. Thanks. Thanks, anne
0: Thanks, Adam. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to University. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. If you'd like support navigating the stress and chaos and you're ready to create a more fulfilling college experience, I offer live weekly group coaching calls every Thursday, four to five central time. It's a place to gather together, to be seen and heard, to reduce your stress and learn how to be in control of your life and create a life you love. Give the first week a try for free. Check it out. For more information, email me at annemarie.university at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.